Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel, and Mike is with me. Hope uh, your week is going good, uh, Mike, and I hope uh, that anyone who's uh, listening out there, that you're having yourself a great week uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, getting encouraged and growing uh, in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, Joel, I don't know about you. I've just been feeling uh, a little bit tired, uh, a little bit. Maybe I'm getting old. I don't know, but... I just wish sometimes I could learn the art <laughs> of casting all my cares and stress and worries on the Lord so that I could just be completely free of all uh, of some of the stuff that you run into in everyday life. I, I think sometimes uh, the everyday things of life that seem to clutter up our, our house, so to speak, uh, sometimes those things... They they really take a toll on you. I mean, they just kind of, you know, that stress can just wear you down. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm hearing you. <laughs> I'm kind of in the same place tonight. I mean, it's uh, it's good to just get together and chat because here, you know, we can talk about something that that both of, that both of our hearts really enjoy. And this, I'm already uh, kind of perking up a little because I was feeling the same. I was just kind of tired. Nothing really in particular that's been stressing me out, but just. Yeah, just the stuff of life and uh, dealing with some uh, some religion and just getting weary of it and all that stuff. And, and, and as we get together and encourage each other tonight, I hope we can leave with a, a good word from God uh, about, you know, his goodness to us, his kindness uh, toward mankind that he showed in his son, Jesus Christ. And, and that, I know, helps relieve some of the stress and some of the issues of my heart. Well, I hear you. And, and you know, when, when we talk about religious people, which we did uh, on our last program a little bit, I, I don't really mean it in a positive sense. There are so many people today in Christianity and in the world of religion, churchianity, whatever you want to call it, uh, they can get so caught up with being religious, it, it gets to the place where the, the whole point of the gospel gets missed. And, and I think back especially to a good example of that, Joel, are, are the, the Pharisees of the Gospels and, and even some of the people that, that Paul had to deal with throughout the epistles as he wrote uh, in his life. And we talked a lot last week uh, about how the, the world or uh, people who, who may not consider themselves to be believers in Jesus Christ, how they sort of have this negative view or this negative opinion of Christianity, Christians in general. Uh, and, of course, sometimes that carries over into uh, the Bible or even God himself. People can uh, extend an anger sometimes toward God just because of the way they were treated by somebody who calls themselves a Christian. Yeah, that's so true. And I think part of that has to do just with the fact that so many Christians really have kind of a, an improper view of God. Perhaps a lot of Christians with, you know, that have the more, you know, the negative type of religion that you're talking about, uh, they view God perhaps as a taskmaster or as someone who is, uh, expecting them to live up to some sort of standard and they're, ex- and, and like, as if God is expecting them to hold other people accountable to a certain standard and, and so life in the church, uh, becomes all about changing from doing evil things to doing good things, and then that translates over into how 
Christians uh, get perceived in the world because we're, I don't know, we're always, it just seems like you turn on Christian radio, Christian TV, and, and a lot of it seems just so political. It seems so we're always trying to get this changed and that changed. And I'm not saying that's all bad. I'm just saying that sometimes I think the world gets this view of Christians as holier than thou, as self-righteous, as always just trying to get their way across in the world. And I think that comes from from Christians themselves having the wrong perception of of what God wants out of people. God wants a relationship with us. He just wants us. And then as he you know as we grow in grace and as uh, he changes our hearts through through his love, through his grace, through his kindness and mercy, that reflects into us treating each other and, and as well as people who haven't come to believe in Christ Jesus yet in such a different way. Not such a way that causes people to have such a negative view of us, I guess. Well, a lot of misunderstandings are communicated um, knowingly or unknowingly by, by us Christians. Uh, when we focus on doing rather than being, and we, we focus on uh, you know the, the law, our actions, in, instead of faith and, and grace and trusting in Christ apart from works. You know, we, we, Joel, we've talked about it before. We, we, when we are sharing Christ with people, we talk about how it's a free gift, how all you have to do is trust in Christ. There's nothing you can do to earn salvation. It's apart from works. We go through all of that with them. But then when they come into the fold, once they come to, to call upon the name of Jesus and, and, and trust in his blood, uh, then we start giving them all of these things that, <laughs> all of these things to do, and if they don't do them, then they aren't really worthy of being a Christian, or at least that's sometimes how we come across. Now, we, we touched on a few scriptures last week, you know, how Jesus used to hang out with the sinners, and, and got, got criticized for it. He was accused of, of almost being one like them. The tax collectors, the sinners, some of the people that were just considered really bad, and ungodly, uh, these were the people that Jesus wanted to be around. And what's interesting is they wanted to be around him. Here's this religious guy, this holy man. Many referred to him as rabbi, savior. You know how it goes. And and yet, uh, here's this so-called religious guy. And yet, he was so different that people of the world wanted to be around him. They couldn't get enough of Jesus. And if you don't think this stuff exists today in, in, in the 21st century in, in the Christian church, think again. We don't always recognize it as being this way, but take a look at this story. I think it's in John chapter 5. Remember the guy, I think he was at the pool of Bethesda, um, you know, and, and, and couldn't get into the pool. Uh, Jesus speaks to the man, tells him to pick up his cot or his bed and, and walk and the man got up and he was healed. And the Pharisees told the guy, hey, it's the Sabbath. Why are you carrying that thing around? You can't do that. That's unlawful. And he just said, well, this guy told me to do it. I mean, I'm healed and everything. And he told me to carry this thing out of here. And they said, well, who was it? He says, I don't know. Later he found out it was Jesus. For whatever reason, the guy goes back, tells the Pharisees, oh, the guy you're looking for, the guy who healed me, his name is Jesus. So now Jesus takes all this flack from the Pharisees. How could you tell a guy to carry his cot after healing him on the Sabbath? And and isn't this the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard? I mean, a guy who, who is lame is healed, and, and they're jumping on Jesus about it. Like, how dare 
you do such a thing on the Sabbath. We get so caught up with the rules that we lose sight uh, about the heart of people. And uh, so Jesus kind of got engaged into a conversation with them at that point. But that, that sort of thing, there are so many parallels that I could probably point out, Joel, that take place all around us today in, in, in churchianity. Yeah, it's, I totally agree with that. And, you know, just thinking about what you're talking about, you know, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. And so, and there's a big, there's a big contrast there. And, uh, the Pharisees, they were very much hung up on all the rules and, and not just the rules that were in the law, but their own traditions and, uh, stipulations that they had added to the law. The law itself came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. And, and there is a huge contrast there, uh, then in, in how Jesus treated people. If you're going to treat people according to the law, then yeah, okay, uh, you're going to have all these expectations that they need to change and, you know, these tax collectors and sinners that Jesus spent time with. If you're going to deal with them according to the law, then then you're looking at spending time with these people for the purpose of making them change all the things that they do uh, so that they'll be better people. Yeah, but if you're looking at them through Jesus' eyes of grace and truth, there's, you're going to have a, a different perspective, and, and you're going to want these people to come to know life. You know, Jesus came to give us life, and there's something that that's something that the law could never do. The Pharisees hadn't figured that out, that in all the rules, in all the traditions and all the regulations they could never produce life they could never give anyone life through that and so you know relating that to to our lives today uh, we can take a look at the people in our lives that we consider that the tax collectors and the sinners the harlots the prostitutes those on drugs those who are not doing all the things that they're supposed to do doggone it and and we can look at these people and instead of Standing back and, and looking at them through the eyes of the law and saying, well, you need to change. We can look at them and say, you need love. These people need the love of God. And as we spend time with them and really getting, you know, heart to heart, I'm not just talking about spending time with them and say, you know what? You know, God loves you. And, you know, we, we want to tell them God loves them. But you know what? We can demonstrate that through how we treat them, through doing ki- uh, kind things, helping people out, uh, even if, they're not, quote, so deserving, you know, according to the law. Well, I can remember trying to uh, lead somebody to Christ many years ago. She was, uh, well, we were both probably in that uh, late teens, early 20s range in our lives. and she, uh, We worked together. We weren't great friends, but, you know, we got along really well. She knew uh, about my faith. She was probably uh, more of an atheist than anything as far as religion goes. I don't think she'd really been around any organized religion or Christianity or anything. But we had a conversation one night and, and, and got into it pretty deep. And, and I came this close to, you know, kind of helping her uh, ask Christ into her life. And she got to the place where she just said, I, I just don't think I'm ready yet. Hmm. I don't think I'm ready. Because, you see, her perception... Uh, even though I was probably telling her a lot of the right things, her perception was, I have to become like this. Mm-hmm. I have to quit doing that. And I have to start doing this. And I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable with all of that. Mm-hmm. That's really what she's telling me, even though she wasn't using those words. And it was kind of frustrating for me because I was trying to tell her, this thing is free. I mean, you, 
there's nothing you have to do. I mean, even back then I was trying to tell her that, but uh, maybe I didn't have the knowledge that I needed to be able to, to, to bring her to the place where she could really see. Uh, and sometimes, no matter how much knowledge you have, you can't bring somebody to the place where they can see that this is truly free and they can they can come into contact with a personal Savior and experience His unconditional love. But that was her perception, and a lot of that came from what she had understood from other Christians that had talked to her. Man, I'm telling you, I can totally relate to her because uh, I've shared uh, with people over the years many times that that is the same thing that kept me from coming fully into this relationship with Jesus Christ in that I thought that um, until that day came when I would start changing all the things that I was doing and start doing all the right things, I thought that, I'm just not there yet. I'm just not ready to have this relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm just not ready to do this Christian thing. And I thought maybe someday, I hope someday there will be this great and glorious day when I start doing all the right things and stop and and put some of this foolish stuff behind me, but I just can't do it. And that really did keep me, uh, because of my own misperception, my own uh, lack of understanding of the truth that Jesus just wants me you know god sent jesus christ because he loved the world and he wanted to save the world not because he needed everybody to change and of course when we come to christ sure some things change um, because the love and the life of jesus christ is there living in us but some of that stuff takes time and speaking of time we're out of it, man. Uh, we got to wrap this one up for this week. Mike, it's been good talking with you. We'll get you. We'll get back together with you guys next week as we talk more about this wonderful thing called God's grace. And uh, you can check out more about us at gracefruits.org. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 